You are now listening to Bet Your Ash with Cornelius and McGee. Bet Your Ash. That's Cornelius. I am McGee. And we always start in the same place. What are we smoking today? Today we are smoking in, uh, in Studio B, by the way. Room B. <laughs> Room B. We are uh, smoking the... Uh, we've been doing this for three episodes straight. Yes. Large gauge cigars. Large gauge cigars. So... Uh, on this episode, I am reviewing and smoking the Asylum 13 7 by 70 uh, Candela and Habano um, Barber Pole Ogre yep. by Asylum. Yep. And you are I have smoking the, the 7 by 70 Asylum 13 Straight Jacket. Straight Jacket, yeah. yes. I, which I've had before, but it was in a much smaller size. Yeah. Um, I've never had this size. They make all of these in smaller sizes. Yeah, we, uh, but we've talked about the difference, you know, where you can make the same cigar mm-hmm. in two different sizes and get two different profiles. Yeah, and so we're probably not going to do this again. But <laughs> you know, for three episodes straight, we've dedicated to large gauge cigars. So you know, for the large gauge cigar smokers out there, we can at least say that we have given ample. Uh, airtime, yeah, to uh, the large gay cigars as well. And it seems like Asylum is the big name in big cigars, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, Asylum CLE, they're the ones doing mm-hmm. these. Um, there's not, there's a couple others, you know, there's yeah. one or two others around and stuff like and that. And they might have one or two in their portfolio, but Asylum, if you are in the market, and it might just be brick and mortar. But they have a um, they have a certain uh, variety pack, which is called the Asylum Lockjaw Seven. And in the Lockjaw Seven, you get the Asylum Thirteen Eighty by Six Nicaraguan, Asylum Thirteen Seventy by Seven Nicaraguan. Asylum 13 Ogre 70 by 7 Nicaraguan, which I am smoking. The Asylum Straight Jacket 70 by 7 Nicaraguan, which you are smoking. The Asylum Chizo 70 by 7 Nicaraguan. Asylum 13 Corojo 70 by 6 Honduran. And the Asylum 13 Corojo 80 by 6 Honduran. That's one, two, three. I bet it's seven. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to stop save my counting, but yeah. It's an impressive presentation. When you see that many different big gauge cigars next oh, to yeah. each other, it takes it's like the size of a pillow, the yeah. bag. Oh, you know? right. it's, yeah. it's, not, it's not small. And I mean, needless to say, um, we at least know that they have 70 big gauge cigars. I mean, seven <laughs> big gauge cigars, and that's, that's right. more than a lot. Yeah, that's more than one. <laughs> you can take a couple companies together and not get seven offerings this size. And the fact that they're putting these out, there must be a market for it. There must oh, be yeah. a, 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 a certain segment of the cigar smoking community that prefers this size of a gauge um, or else they wouldn't do it. Yeah. Absolutely. There are people that come in and this is what they smoke. And it's why I carry it in the humidor here at Capital Cigars. 
Um, I do carry a pretty wide range because we happen to have a lot of big gauge cigar smokers. It's got a a real man cowboy kind of thing to it. You know what I mean? If I was like a rancher who like started my day real early, was out on the on the tractor all day or something like mm-hmm. that, this might be the perfect cigar for farming because you can relight it eight times over the course of the day. I mean, it's gonna last you, you know. Yeah. And so. Or like a truck driver, mm-hmm. you know, where you're you're just you're just sitting on the highway going and going and going. This will this will last you three hours, four mm-hmm. hours, you know, get some miles behind you. Well, you know, back in the day, uh, you used to could smoke inside. Yeah. So I used to go downtown. I was in Chicago. Mm-hmm. That's where you know, born and raised. And um, my father had an accountant, and um name was uh philip rosen and uh he would sit with a large gauge cigar he had a uh he he must have been probably 400 500 pounds big big guy wow and he always had on suspenders and he would his he as a uh desk he had a conference table wow and this big big office so you'd go in there and he'd just be smoking that cigar. And not a lot of smoke, um, but he would never take it out of his mouth. <laughs> and, you know, he uh, uh, that was back when, you know, you walk in places and people yeah. will be, you know, smoking indoors everywhere. You people know? Like kids today don't remember a world where, uh-huh. like, you could smoke cigarettes everywhere. You know, I remember mm-hmm. as a kid... I still remember the ashtray in the airplane, mm-hmm. the ashtray in the armrest, the airplane. I remember the very end of smoking on planes. Mm-hmm. I remember, I, I I don't necessarily remember it. I just remember when the rule kicked in. I don't always remember people smoking on planes, but I do remember for a while you could only smoke on international flights. Mm. Uh, you couldn't smoke domestic, domestic and then yeah. it changed. Um, uh, yeah, you used to be able to smoke everywhere. Doctors were smoking as they were delivering the babies. So. Oh, yeah. I remember visiting someone in the hospital and they were smoking, and they were like, hey, do you want a cigarette? And in the bed, they are smoking a cigarette. It's wild. Know? So it's a different time. If uh, anyone who's listening to this gets a chance to Google Easy Reader, the electric company. Uh, do you know who Easy Reader? I think we talked to him. You know who Easy Reader was on the electric company? Kid no. show when you were young? I don't remember electric company. That was before me. Right, Sesame Street, Electric Company, Zoom. I don't remember Zoom either. um, There were just kid shows back during that We talked about kid shows recently. When I was a kid, it was Reading Rainbow. Yep. Obviously, Sesame Street's timeless, but it was Reading Uh Rainbow, and then, like, the cartoons were really kicking in, like Fraggle Rock and, like... uh, like I remember when they did the Muppet Babies, the yeah. little baby Muppets. Yeah, <laughs> like, that was, that was yeah. a good one. Yeah. Well, well Electric Company um, had a twenty. Couldn't have been more than twenty-two or twenty-three-year-old Morgan Freeman on it. Oh wow! And Rena Moreno, and uh, uh, Morgan Freeman was easy reader, and you can imagine bell bottoms, big collared shirts headband uh afro and he'd come dancing and me and my brothers and sisters we get up and start dancing well (laughs) if you google uh electric company morgan freeman or easy reader there'll be a video that'll show up it's one of the first 
videos that shows up and they're at a reader board. And so what they're doing is they're taking these words and they're showing how they can make words into sentences and how fun it is to read and everything. Well, in this particular skit, they're dancing and everything. And then they make a couple of sentences. And then after they're finished, he says, uh, 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 Morgan Freeman acts, Rena Moreno says, Hey, do you have any matches? And then she says, I thought you stopped smoking. And then he says, I do, but I love to read. And he opens up the matchbook and it says, close up for striking. And then they start dancing again. And, and I showed it to some younger people and they looked and they, their mouth was like open. It was like, this was a kid show. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it was a totally different time, you know? When I got to college, (laughs) my freshman year of college, Mm -hmm. you could still choose a smoking dorm or a non-smoking dorm. Oh, wow. (laughs) Just my freshman year. By my sophomore year, they were done with that. Already done. All non-smoking. Already done. So, like, I I was coming up during the transition, you know? I mean, most people don't believe in baseball, Um the the dip and chew and all that that people you know people spit you oh, know yeah. all the spitting and all that Tons. you know I mean man that was basketball players used to fire up cigarettes at halftime you know it was oh just, yeah it was yeah. a different world you yeah. know it was just a different totally, world totally totally different or politicians while they're up on the lectern would just start smoking a cigarette you know? well you used to never see like even to this day you don't see a picture or a depiction of Winston Churchill without a cigar in his hand. Yeah. Obviously, now there's a size. Mm-hmm. <laughs> homage to Churchill. Him, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's talk a little sports. Yeah. Because big things going on in the NBA. Not everybody likes the play-in games. Mm-hmm. I happen to think they're awesome just because I like more basketball. It's more basketball, more yeah. Basketball. And it, it might not have been true, but it felt like Fewer teams were tanking for like draft pick positioning because everybody still had a chance to get into the playoffs. Right. right? So uh, that was cool, you know, because mm-hmm. I always find that annoying. You know, yeah. I find that annoying. Um, so the playing game started tonight. Oh, and it'll be the two East games are tonight the, the 7 8 game and then the 9 10 game. Mm-hmm. And then Tomorrow will be the two West games, mm-hmm. and then there'll be one more Friday, one more Saturday. And tonight was Indiana Charlotte and, and Washington Celtics. Yes, and the Celtics won. So they are locked in in the seventh mm-hmm. seed, and they'll be playing the two seed, which I believe is the Nets. I think I think Philly ended up as the one seed. Mm-hmm. Um, so the then Charlotte Charlotte lost Indiana, right? So Indiana mm-hmm. won the nine ten game. So they're going to play the loser of the seven eight game. Mm-hmm. So um on two days in two days on Thursday night we'll see Washington Indiana mm-hmm. and the loser or sorry the winner of that game will play the one seed. Right. Mm-hmm. So what do you, how do you, how do you feel about uh, Indiana Washington? Well, if I'm right, and saying that if I'm right. And saying that uh, 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 Philly was one and Brooklyn mm-hmm. was two, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm literally pulling it up now to double check. Then I think Washington actually did themselves a favor hmm. by losing. No, I don't think you want to be the second. I don't think you want to play the Nets. 
don't think you want right. to play the Sixers. Either way. Yeah. Either way, they're yeah. screwed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they might be better matched for the Sixers, um, but the Nets are going to be, it's going to be hard for anybody. Uh, Good point. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. They're all back. If they're all back and they all seem healthy, mm-hmm. and if they stay that way, how do you slow them down? Yeah. You're going to need a well-balanced, well-oiled um, approach. Uh, maybe like the Heat. Maybe like. Um, yeah, I was right. Philly's the one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Philly's the one. And Brooklyn's the one. Yeah, I, I don't know about the Heat getting past the Bucks. Yeah, no, they got to get past the right? You got to think the Bucks have spent the last nine months, yeah, kind of getting better, get and getting angrier. You know what yeah. I mean? Like they they were great last year, and, the and heat. like the Heat just ate them up. You yeah, know, and now yeah. I mean, it's still I think it was still in six games, but still, and maybe there's something that you know if it didn't happen in the bubble, maybe it wouldn't have played out like that. Maybe could have won that with some home games or something like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, you got to think. This has been when Giannis is having quiet moments, he's mm-hmm. like thinking about the heat. You mm-hmm. know? <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm I'm really excited about that. On the in the East, I think that might be the f- the first round series I'm most excited to watch. Right. I mean, Knicks Hawks is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Never thought I'd see the Knicks in the playoffs. Yeah, I know. Well in the playoffs. <laughs> They're in the four I think they're four or five. Yeah. The two of them were really close to each other, the Atlanta yeah. and New York. So uh, it's just a matter of who had the home field. I think or home court. I mean, I think I think the Knicks were four. The Knicks might be favored in that one. I mean, they probably I think they're the better team. And I think that yeah, I think they're the better team with the way Rose has been playing all year, healthy and, and effective. Right. Um, and then all those young guys that play really well together. Uh, Julius Randall is really yes. <laughs> like I, I guess I didn't. I guess I didn't give him enough credit. Yeah. You know, and really, he was in some weird positions. You right. know what I mean? He, he was, it was a very transitional state for the Lakers when he was right. there. I forget where he went before, in between the Lakers and the, and the, uh, uh, and the Knicks, but there was some other stop that didn't really work for him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just don't think he was ever in a position to succeed. And now maybe he's the right player for the Tibbs. You yeah. know, the, he, he relates well to the coach. Yeah. Which proves that. No matter what the sport is, um, you have a player has to be in the right position to succeed. You know, you could just have a player that's in a bad position, and uh, I mean, or or repurposed. I mean, look at uh, look at Derrick Rose. I mean, if he had never ever ever gotten hurt, he would probably have accumulated a lot of stats who knows maybe even a championship depending on where he was but he probably would be playing at this level at this at this juncture in his career anyway this is the level he probably would be playing at yeah he just wouldn't have had that dip in the middle of the career yeah yeah yeah, exactly right so you know he's he's playing to full potential it's amazing not so few players get to have the career that lebron's had where he's just had these two injuries yeah. these last two years, you know, right. or, or two and three years, you know? Right. Um, and those are kind of wear and tear type injuries, you know? Mm-hmm. Like at some point, it was, something was going to happen. Like he right. wasn't going to go unscathed through mm-hmm. his whole career. Mm-hmm. You know? um, it's rare, you know, but God, if Derrick Rose had stayed healthy, geez, yeah. that would have been an yeah. amazing career to watch. Yeah. And who knows? The Bulls would be completely different. 
Right. Could be. Could yeah. Be. There's a whole lot of ifs there. And, yeah. you know, when, you know, getting back on the West, um, you know, I mean, man, they, they pulled a really short straw because it's like the Golden State Warriors are like, we just want to get to the championship. I mean, get to the uh, playoffs. Yeah. By any means necessary. And if playing is it. Yeah. Chalk us up for a couple of extra games. What's crazy is they could play this game. Mm-hmm. One team could win, right? The other team could then go win their Friday game. Right. And still they could be, both in. be in. And then we could see a seven game series with both teams making the Western Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. It'd be crazy. Still. <laughs> they might know? play eight times in the playoffs. <laughs> right, right, right. Now, I, it's highly unlikely that. The seven and eight seed will be in the in the Western Conference yes, Finals or exactly. any conference finals. Exactly. But this isn't the usual seventh and eighth seed. Right. Right. One team has Steph, the other team mm-hmm. is LeBron. You know, mm-hmm. they could beat anybody. I don't uh, think the Warriors are that deep, though. No. The Warriors are a problem. I don't know if the Warriors the Warriors likely win the second game. Right. Mm-hmm. Like they probably aren't going to beat the Lakers. I think the Lakers probably win tomorrow night. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm just saying the Warriors are dangerous in a single game situation. I don't see them as dangerous in a seven game situation. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. Um, so last year the Nuggets didn't play Portland. It was the year before when we played Portland. Portland. And no, Portland but last won. year they played Portland also. Remember Dame and Jamal Murray. Went just back to back, fifty point, fifty point, fifty point. No, that was uh, Utah. Donovan Mitchell Joel, and Jamal Murray, you're absolutely and right. Scored almost four hundred and fifty points yes. total for the series. The Portland last year got knocked out by the Clippers. I think so. Early, I think so. First yeah. round of the playoffs. So, and then we took out the Clippers. So, in playoff uh, mode. Do you feel better about this uh, this Denver Nuggets team as they approach uh, oh, I mean, Portland? It's tough without Jamal Murray. Oh, yeah. And we knew that even in the short term when we saw the Nuggets still playing at a high level, we mm-hmm. still knew that come playoffs, that's when we were going to feel the Jamal Murray. Injury, exactly. You know? Exactly. Um well, well, I, I don't think, necessarily think they feel better, but yeah. I, I think we have a good team, but I don't think we have a chance of getting all the way through it. Well, I think, I think so. I think it's dependent on one thing and one thing only. Michael Porter. Yeah. This is his, this is his coming into his own party. If he, and he has the ability, he has the ability and he plays well around Joe kick. And if you ask me, he, he, he opens it up, you know, because in order for Jamal Murray sometimes to get to where he needs to be, he either A, brings traffic to Jokic, or he um, needs Jokic to be out of the way. Yeah. They're, they're a little bit more, um, what am I trying to say? They're a little bit more... Um, uh, circled around each other, whereas um, Michael Porter Jr. is seems to be a little bit more, um, not necessarily 
that he works directly in tangent uh, Joe Kick when he's on the floor and they're in playoff mode and they're doing their thing. Yeah. You know, but the the pick and roll, the, uh, you know, the high post, dip, you know, uh, dish off, all of those things that Joe Kick and Murray have been doing for the last two, three years, you know, it's a little bit more tighter of a window. Yeah. Whereas, you know, uh, Michael Porter Jr. is on the wing. He's, you know what I mean? He's slicing while uh, Joe Kick is turning. He's getting extra re- rebounds from a odd angle and things like that. So it it just seems like it might be it might be a little better. Um, I'm not saying that I believe Michael Porter Jr. is a better scorer than Murray. No, but um, different scorer. Different scorer. Yes. Yes. The, the thing with Porter is we haven't seen much out of him. I mean, the guy had a horrible injury in college, so he was only only got to play a couple games in mm-hmm. his college. One year he was in college at Missouri, and it caused him to fall in the draft, which he only lost a lot of money in mm-hmm. that fall. Now, because of the rookie wage scale, you know, I guess he didn't lose that much money. It's not like if this would have happened 15 years ago. My mm-hmm. goodness. You know, the difference between the first top, the top five and the 15th pick was mm-hmm. millions of dollars. Um, but sat out a year while you know after getting drafted, you know mm-hmm. for the most part. Last year, you know, he played played well. You know. Yeah. What I'm getting at is now it's his time. Now it's yeah. his chance. He's got this window of opportunity where there's a lot of eyes on him, and he can get all that money he lost back. Yeah. With a big playoffs oh, next couple. Yeah. Months. If he has a big month and a half. Shit, if we last six more weeks. Mm-hmm. Like that's cool, right? Yeah. If he has a big, if he has a big playoffs, yeah. and we can win a round or two, we don't. I'm not saying we have to win it all. Yeah. He just win a round or two. Yeah, he's gonna get all that money back plus some. This is gonna be yeah, a big absolutely. deal. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think Aaron Gordon being on that court frees Porter up in a weird way because, mm-hmm. you know, for a while you got to, you got to, you got to obviously keep an eye on Murray. You got to do anything you can to slow down Jokic. But mm-hmm. what they were. What a lot of teams were able to do is kind of sh- minimize Porter's effect and, mm-hmm. hey, make Jokic beat you. You know, you're not going to stop right. Jokic. Right. Well, with Aaron Gordon out there, you can't really do that because there's two athletic swing guys, you right. know? Him and that and makes Porter, it yeah. like, you know, you focus on Porter and Aaron Gordon will eat you up. You focus on Aaron Gordon, Michael Porter Jr. eats mm-hmm. you up. So I think that the real pressure is on um, Composo. Yeah. who's acting as the point guard and right. the facilitator because right. the team's only going to do as well as he enables everybody to do, you know? And, right. like, he's going to have to lead. And I know that's a weird thing to say about a rookie, but at the same time, he's a 30-year-old rookie who's yeah. been a pro for years, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I don't know how old he is. Hey, he's probably 28 or 29, 30, something. I guess I, I'm thinking he's got to be in that range, yeah. yeah I'm yeah. just guessing. Yeah. Um, so hopefully it works. I mean, if if Composo can just kind of do that traditional, and we had this conversation that you know a couple weeks ago, this new point guard versus old point guard and how it's changed. Right. But if um if if he does that old point guard thing where you know he's if he plays like you know Stockton kind of a guy yeah. that's just facilitating, putting everybody in the right position, mm-hmm. doing good passing stuff like that. Right, not making mistakes and you know? maximizing the you know enabling the other guys to maximize their potential. Maybe, 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 maybe. 
I, I had it's said tough though. It's an uphill yeah, battle with Emory. I had said that the Suns, I believe, was the team to beat out of the West, but I don't know. Their last couple of few games didn't quite feel that way. I don't know. It could just be, you know, getting ready for the playoffs. Not yeah, really. There's some yeah. Um, but uh, you know, I kind of feel that way. Um, and you know, if I had to say, if I had to put it in a top three, yeah. I would probably go uh, Suns. Clippers, Lakers. Yeah. I don't know if I would put them in the same order, but I'd put the same three at top. Same three, yeah. Maybe not. I, you know, I have, I believe that the Clippers are a very good team, and I mm-hmm. believe that Kawhi Leonard is an incredible basketball player. The Clippers, you know, yeah. and some, they'll do something. They'll, they'll let two games slip away. They shouldn't have let slip away and not exactly. have been there for or something. Exactly. So I, I I suspect that it's going to be the Suns or Lakers coming out of the West. Yeah. Um, could be very interesting. Hey, it'd be great to see play-in team go all the way to the finals if the Lakers mm-hmm. do it. Obviously, having LeBron James in the finals is good for business, you know, right. and it'll be fun to watch. Right. Um, I think the Suns are interesting, though, man. I I really think that Chris Paul is getting more out of DeAndre Ayton and Devin Booker that I knew would was oh, yeah. able to yeah. be got out of them, you know. Definitely the glue. It, it kind of puts an interesting like uh what he's doing, he Chris Paul. What Chris Paul what Chris Paul is doing with with uh with that team right now, with the Suns right now, and, mm-hmm. and even what he did in OKC with the ragtag yeah. group he had yeah. last year, yeah. it's really demonstrating just how good he is, man. Like, I always knew he was good, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know, he was one of the best point guards in the game. But yeah. I yeah. didn't realize, like, you could put him out there with any four guys, mm-hmm. and his team's going to be in the mix, you know? Yeah, he's kind of proven that. Yeah. <laughs> and you can't say that about everybody. Right. I mean, when's the last time he missed the playoffs? I don't know. Well, OKC make it last year? I don't think, yeah, I think so. I don't think so. I believe they did. I believe OKC made it last I, year. I remember them making the – I think they just made the bubble, but it didn't really make the actual – I don't remember. Oh, maybe, maybe right. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But, um, you know, I mean – He's so good. Yeah. First yeah. ballot Hall of Famer, no doubt. Um, fun to watch. Mm-hmm. One of the best old basketball players. They're not old. I don't mean to call him old, mm-hmm. but like older basketball players. He's still – it's a different kind of game, but he's still just as impactful, you know, mm-hmm. as he was – all those years ago, Lob City years, you know? Right, right. Think about this one. We talked about how things would have been different if Derrick Rose would have stayed healthy. God, that would have been fun. Yeah, yeah. What if the NBA didn't stop the trade from the Hornets to the Lakers when they tried to yeah. trade Chris Paul Chris to the Paul, Lakers? Right. And the NBA was like, no, 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 can't do that. And he went yeah. to the Clippers instead. Kobe probably would have got an extra ring. You're out. You're right. That would have been his six. That's, you're absolutely right. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see, not to tangent, mm-hmm. but did you see the Vanessa Bryant speech, induction speech? Yeah. It's touching. Made me cry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of your Chicago guys got in, though. Mike Wilbon. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's true. Cool. Ben Wallace, ben Hall Wallace. of Famer. How do you feel about that? Uh, he should be. I, I, I'm surprised he made it. Well, 
I don't think he made it as a bull because he was only there. Well, he made it as a basketball player. Yeah, yeah. Right? So he probably went in with the Pistons. Out. Pistons. Yeah. yeah, and I know they don't do basketball doesn't basketball doesn't do what baseball does. Where mm-hmm. you have to pick the team whose hat you're wearing and all right, that stuff. Right. Basketball, you're just in as a basketball player. Exactly. Right? That's but true. But if he had to, I would. I mean, I identify him as a piston. In my yeah. Opinion. Me too. Uh, yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, that's where you want to ring. But it's weird. Mm-hmm. He averaged five point six points per game in his career. Wow. Like that's not a ton, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and he made the Hall of Fame. You know, he's in the same building as Jordan. Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to be mad about it. About Ben Wallace? Yeah. No, I think he's one of the best point guards of all time. He was just, he was like a. I mean, guy. not power forward, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. Of all times. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I mean, he was a beast. Defensive, just stopper. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess Rodman, what, six and a half or seven points per game? I mean, it yeah. wasn't like the average was that much. You know, the lowest average in there was that right. much higher. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, no, I think he was just. A beast, I you know, I mean, he'll always he he'll always be remembered as well with the malice in the palace, you know. I yeah. mean, but but you know, I mean, he was an unstoppable force. You know, he was a very intricate part of the Pistons winning that year. And a lot of people, when they're counting down, you know, uh, championship winners, uh, you know, teams that have won, a lot of times they miss that year of the Pistons because they, they totally rip Hamilton. Uh, yeah, there's you know, no Chauncey big star Billups. to yeah. point to. You're like, oh, they got Jordan or they got Kobe or right. they got whoever, you know. Right. Um, yeah, you, that was one of those teams that was like a team. You know, really, mm-hmm. it was a collection of good players. There wasn't greatness out there. I mean, there was greatness out there, but there wasn't like a superstar. Right. Right. Tayshawn Prince Tayshaun had those long ass arms. He yeah. used to do that rundown block before LeBron even yeah. learned how to do that. Probably where he learned it. Where he learned yeah. it from, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He would always run down from behind and use those long arms to pick it out. Mm-hmm. That shit was cool. Exactly. That yeah. was a really a fun team to watch, man. Chauncey Billups and Rip Hamilton really had that uh had that team humming. It's mm-hmm. the Pistons have this weird history where they gotta have two good guards. Mm-hmm. Right? They had to have Dumars Thomas or mm-hmm. Chauncey, or, you know, or Billups and uh, and and uh, and Hamilton, you know, mm-hmm. um, for them to really do something because that's when they're at their best. They like to have a mm-hmm. good backcourt. Oh yeah. Um, they're horrible now. Last place I last I looked. I don't think they had. Did they have the worst record? No, the maybe the Cavs. Maybe you're I, right. I, I think they only won like sixteen games. Jeez. Yeah. Timmy and I, Timmy Nebraska and I are going to spend the summer on the Nebraska hour fixing every team in the NBA. <laughs> so if they want to be better, they're just going to have to listen to the mm-hmm. Nebraska hour presented by Bet Your Ash. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's it. That's right. That's how it's going to have to be. Um, I think I thought you were going to dislike it because when we talked about um, uh, what's homie's name who just retired, whose dad was the tennis player. Uh, went to Florida, went to the Bulls and the Knicks. Joakim Noah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that really famous pro tennis player. Um, I guess when he, we talked about him and I was like, hey, is this guy going to the Hall of Fame? Mm-hmm. You were like hard no. And so I just assumed, I transferred mm-hmm. that to, oh, maybe you'll feel similarly about Ben Wallace. Ben Wallace, hands, hands down, was probably a better player than... Uh, Noah, 
definitely a better. He definitely had a better NFL career, or NBA career, right? But yeah. you got to, Ben Wallace is the first Hall of Famer to be undrafted. Right, that's a big deal, you know. Um, and then there's the whole thing about like the Basketball Hall of Fame not being the NBA Hall of Fame. It's the Basketball Hall of Fame, and Joakim Noah, Joakim Noah had the the college credentials with those championships and the gold medal. But Ben Wallace might actually have a gold medal too. I'm not sure. Um, I don't know. Probably somewhere in between there. Wait a minute. Was Ben Wallace the best Wallace on the Pistons? Rashid Wallace probably. Is he a Hall of Famer? Uh, yeah. I think eventually, maybe not for his ballot. Did he, oh, did he play longer than Ben Wallace by a year or two or something? I think maybe. Uh, I, I would know. think I would think Rashid Wallace is already up for contention. But you're probably right. Definitely not a first ballot. There's going to be a lot of people that won't pick him solely because of all the technicals, mm-hmm. you know, or, or at least we'll wait a year, you know, or mm-hmm. uh, not pick him right away. Yeah, yeah. Um, this year's MVP. Um, any thoughts? I mean, I'm hoping. Obviously, yeah. he's just had such a great year, yeah. and and after the Murray injury, he's carried a mm-hmm. a team that. Made it to the what four spot in the in the West, you know? Yeah, I think so. I, I just got a feeling it'll be Curry. Maybe I just feel like Curry didn't do shit until the last couple weeks, and then mm-hmm. he turned it on, you know. And I, I don't know. It just seems like I. I will say, you look at the rest of the roster, mm-hmm. and Steph did more with less. Oh yeah. Than Jokic, especially this year. Jokic's got a good team around yeah. him, and yeah. yeah, the Warriors are a mess. Yep. So you asked me a question. Let me ask you one. Okay. In fact, let's just like get to it. Okay. Okay. Who's winning the East? Who's winning the West? And who are we going to see in the finals? Like, I'm not saying who's going to yeah. win it all. I just want to know, like, what what do you suspect will be the finals matchup this year? <sighs> Net Suns. Yeah, um, that'd be a fun one. That'd be something new, something new. Wild to see Steve Nash coaching against like the team, yeah. the organization that was. I mean, yes, I yeah, he was a maverick, you know, at first. Right. And I I often forget that. Mm-hmm. I always, you know, I think Suns Lakers, and I forget that he was a maverick yeah. first, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But man, like it'd be he's he's synonymous with the. Phoenix Suns, you know. So. Absolutely, yeah. That'd I, be a good one. That'd be a good one. I wouldn't be, be mad at that. One. I'd enjoy it. I hope that goes six, seven games. That'd be fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, because a lot of times we say, you know, oh, you know, it'd be different, you know, no Celtics, no Lakers, no, um, you know, uh, in, the, in the playoffs. But the truth of the matter is, is um, – Almost always the same couple teams. Kind of. <laughs> yeah, you know, within a four-year range. Oh, yeah. You know, somehow. Also, I I wonder, this might, if that was the finals matchup, this might be the first time you see a matchup of two finals teams that both missed the playoffs the year before. Because both teams were in the bubble but didn't make the actual playoffs. Oh, never mind. Brooklyn mm. made it. Brooklyn made it. Never mind. I'm wrong. I'm okay. wrong. The Nets did not. 
Remember the Nets had that amazing return and they they won all those games and still missed the playoffs. You know? I think so. Um, the Suns, I mean, they they won. They had that amazing. The return. Suns didn't make. The yeah, playoffs. they didn't make the playoffs. They had, they did right. great the return in the bubble. But the, you're, I think the Nets did make the playoffs. I apologize. Um, okay. That'd be a good one. I, I, you know, everybody's like Nets, 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 Nets. And mm-hmm. honestly, with those three players healthy, it's going to be really hard to slow them down. They score a lot of points. They're three of the greatest scorers ever. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I really think the Sixers are a great team. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Doc seems to be getting through to them in a way that Brown never did. Brown was his name? Yeah, Brown. Uh, Bert, Bart, Bert, Brett, Brown, Brett Brown. Brown, I think, or something like that. Something yeah. like that. Regardless, uh-huh. you know, he um, he just didn't seem to get everything he needed to get out of Embiid to have it to for him to lead the team. And right, it seems right. like Doc is. I don't know. I I I think that I think the Sixers have a good chance of coming out of the East. Yeah, it's just I don't want to bet against the Nets. No, I don't want to pick against no, the Nets. Uh, you know, so you're no. probably right on the East, the Nets. Uh-huh. I hope it's the Suns. I may or may not have a sizable 35 to 1 wager on the Suns winning at all. Mm. So if they made the finals, I could then bet on the other team to right. be in a good place. Right. But uh man, if LeBron's healthy, I, I don't want to bet against him. Just either. like I don't want to bet against the Nets, I don't ever want to bet against LeBron, right. man. But see, I don't think I, I, you know He was walking a little gingerly. Yeah, the and then it, it wasn't that uh, – I just saw how um, A.D. fell. He, it was after a play, and he was just walking backwards, and I think he just stumbled or something, and it was the way he fell, you know? He just completely kicked his feet out and just went down. Like, oh, I do not want to, you know, do anything with my legs here, and he fell down. I thought he got pushed down. I was like, oh, that's the foul. But then when I look back, there was no contact, no nothing. He just stumbled, and then he just kicked his feet out. And he and went fell. to his back. Yeah, he's like, you know, I, I, I you know, uh, I'm not going to try to stop myself from falling or anything, because that type of motion is major strain on the back of the calf and everything. Right. So he just completely kicked out, so which means we're calling him tender. Yeah, I, you know, you know, um, I don't think they're back. A hundred percent. You know, they're not a hundred percent. Two of them at eighty five percent is dangerous. It is. And they have some players. Yeah. They have they have a roster. You know, they have pros on that team. Uh yeah. Dennis Schroeder's coming back from injury from mm-hmm. some time off. Marcus Saul's a pro, even if he's not out there forty eight minutes anymore. He's a pro when he is out there. Mm-hmm. You got him and Andre Drummond platooning. You know, mm-hmm. you always have one of those guys out there, uh, an all star. You know, you got um you got solid you know, mm-hmm. Kuzma's a great piece. You know, they they got good pieces around right. them. Well, they they got a Morris brother. You need yeah. a Morris brother, <laughs> and they've they've already played more basketball from last season to this season than any other team. And now they're going to play even more because they got to play the play in the, you know, potentially twice during. Well, not potentially. Well, no, potentially twice. If they yeah. lose to the Warriors, they got to play again Friday yeah. just to make them. Right. So they're gonna they're gonna not potentially they will play. Well, at least once. At least once, right? Yeah, but maybe, maybe twice, and uh, to just you know, just to make it in, and that's a whole week of basketball, and then after that, then the playoff starts for them. True, you know. So yeah. it's it's going to be a hard road, you know. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe, just maybe, the Clippers actually click for once, <laughs> you know. Instead of clip. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because they. Let me tell you, man. They. 
Oh my gosh, they they have they have what it takes. It just seems like I don't know, like they're just it just isn't a good mix or something. I don't know. And no chance for Dallas or Utah, huh? No, nah, not not this score. I don't think Dallas or Utah. No. Dallas seems to they might have the best player every night. They, mm-hmm. I mean, Luca really is good, yeah, yeah. but they seem to have chemistry issues. A little bit of chemistry, and, and maybe weapon or two. I don't think that they could have afforded to let Seth Curry go. I, I no, don't. they should have kept him. Oh, yeah. he'd be great. Yeah. He'd be great in this system. I don't think he. They yeah. should have let him go one and bit. Look how good he's. Look how great of an addition he has been for the Sixers. Huge, yeah. huge. Um, it seems like they could use a a, a big three. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they, you can't every possession just count on Luca to do it. It. it it just doesn't work. NBA isn't mm-hmm. played like that anymore. You know, it used Harding to be like that. Where, yeah. yeah, Harden, you're right. Harden did prove it. Mm-hmm. It used to be like that where every team had one superstar right. and role players, mm-hmm. right? And it was just like that. It was one-on-one mm-hmm. with, with your teammates, you know? Mm-hmm. Now it, it's a different NBA. Mm-hmm. You just can't do that. Anymore. No, I agree. And I, I They're think... a piece away. They're a piece away. Yeah. And that, it's like a, a big piece. It's not a little piece. Is Porzingis one of those pieces? Could be. Doesn't have to be. It depends on how you're adding the. You know what I mean. It depends on how you're constructing the team. Right. And if you if the right trade is presented, where you can trade Porzingis for a player and a and a high pick or something, mm-hmm. you got to consider that because right. that could lead to the other two pieces. Right. You could trade the player could be piece one, the pick could be piece two, and you could actually have your formula. Um. But at the same time. We did that shit with Dirk. We'll, we'll put the right team around you next year. We'll mm-hmm. put the right team around you next yeah. year. And Dirk only got to win once. One time. And I always thought he was a little bit better than that. Right. You know, he deserved right. better than that. And I don't want to see Luca get, you know, have to carry a team for right. his whole career. Right. I want to see him to be a part of something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I want to see him be a part of something big. Exactly. You know? And he probably wouldn't let it. I mean, he's got a contract coming up when? I don't know. It can't be that far. I mean, it's a rookie deal. He got yeah. drafted a couple years ago. It's he's on the same. He came in the same year as Trey Young, yeah. so they probably get paid the same time. You know, I'm pretty sure Cuban will you know throw the entire kitchen sink at him. Be but stupid not to. yeah, but you can build around him. You just got to put the right pieces. Exactly. You, know, the, you need the right ingredients. Mixed mm-hmm. So he'll he'll probably get paid. But you know, I I uh, you know Dirk was definitely one of the first one of the first hybrid big men you know as far as shooting having chris with, bosh man changed yeah, that position exactly so shane battier he doesn't get the credit but he was yeah. a big part of that where all this he he realized oh wow i'm pretty good with this three-pointer thing you know yeah. and robert ori was like that where yeah. you know he was a big guy we get all the rebounds but then on the offensive end He's mm-hmm. way out of the line, you know. And um, those guys, they they mostly played the uh, the uh, small forward or, uh, or power the, forward or the four, yeah. But uh, as far as you know, the true and and I guess Dirk did too. I yeah, guess he played four, right? Almost, yeah, I guess. Well, at least the end that's of the career. hybrid four, five. You know, yeah. that's the hybrid part. So dude. the best at that is obviously a healthy Kevin Durant. Kevin doesn't get in the doesn't get in the paint that I mean as far as uh, I mean I think he he he's more of the he's just a really tall he, three I, I mean I, th- I think you <laughs> yeah. go yeah I think you go 
He's a really small, tall two. Even. Uh, I, I think you say small forward, power forward, up heading in the direction towards the, the guard area, which you would put like a Kevin Durant or Durant or uh, who's the other um, that you mentioned. Um, but uh, somebody else that you just mentioned. But I think that would be going in that direction. But with um, uh, like Dirk Nowitzki or Bosch, you're like at the power forward heading towards the center position yeah. as far as the hy- so four or five. hybridity. Yeah. I know that's not a word, but it I is actually. I'm sure. Oh, okay. I'm sure of it. The hybridity of the mm-hmm. position, you know, um, that well, one. It's so effective because you, what you're doing is you're pulling a center or a, or a power forward out of the paint. Yeah. So in opening addition it up. to being a threat from outside, you're opening yeah. it up for your, your slasher teammates, you uh-huh. know, and every team's got slashers. And that's going to be the biggest, biggest problem. As long as the Nuggets do not have to see Utah, I think they have a chance. Huh. I think with Donovan Mitchell not 100% because he's mm-hmm. injured. That's the only reason I'm not giving Utah a chance yeah. here. With Donovan Mitchell not 100%, I'm not scared of Utah. I think Gobert is one of the biggest. Uh, That's a great match. That's so much fun to watch, though. Gobert yeah. and Jokic. But I think he's the biggest um, kryptonite yeah. for Jokic in the whole for sure. West. Because not many people can cover him, and he can. Yeah, he can. He is so that simple? Yeah, with, with now I'm not going to say with ease, but he can get it done. Mm. So I think you're I think you're probably right with the Nets. Maybe you're right with the Suns. I mean, I just don't I can't pick against the Lakers. I, no. I as much as I want no, to. No, 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 you're right. Um, what do you think of that uh Barber Bowl? I mean, I know we barely made a dent. It's enormous. <laughs> but what do you think of the Barber Bowl? I like it. I you know, um what I like about it is the change like going from the Candela leaf wrapper uh the wrapper into the habano wrapper back into the candela we've had this conversation last time okay mm -hmm. you're never switching from one to the other Mm -hmm. at all times because of it's a spiral at all times you have some of both burning true oh i guess maybe not at times Um, you have more of one than the other yeah yeah yes that is true yeah Regardless, it makes for an adventure where not every drag, it's, you know, even drag to drag is a little different. It's not yes. the same flavor every every time. You I'm usually in a large gauge, not used to complexity, that change. Right. This does give you change. Yeah. So That's a good point. Because of the large gauge, we talked about it before, large mm-hmm. gauge can get boring just because it's so much filler. Right. Not enough out here. Um, I've had the straight jacket before in a smaller size. I prefer it in a smaller size. I feel like I get more of the, the the flavor, or you know, like I, it's just more to it. The smaller size, but then again, I'm also not really a big gauge guy, so it makes sense that I would lean towards the smaller size. Mm-hmm. But I like um, it's got this like there's like this coarseness mm-hmm. to the to the outer wrapper mm-hmm. that. Um, it gives it a little bit different of a feel, all right? So when you're holding mm-hmm. it, but it also, it, it's a super, like, organic, natural kind of flavor, mm-hmm. you know? And I think mm-hmm. that it's tied to that, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not super polished or super treated or in some way, like, uh, or 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 over cured, or I don't know what the mm-hmm. word is, but, like, there's something very natural about it that is gotcha. appealing, you know? It's really appealing. It's a good scar. Nice. So 
straight um, jacket and the ogre barber pole, both seven by seven. Both seven by seventy. Um, bet your ash is recorded today in room B mm-hmm. on the studio level of Capital Cigars, nine one nine Colfax Ave, Denver, Colorado, the finest cigar lounge on the planet, and. We are available on all the uh, social medias, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, it is at BetYourAshPod, and you should get at us there. And uh, this was great. Awesome. NBA yeah. playoffs time. Mm-hmm. After I, We should probably wait till June 1st when the, the last of the – or like the NFL trades usually mm-hmm. kick in because there's – people have to wait till after certain dates on some trades. Right. But we're about to start – Preparing for the next NFL season. That's right. This is our this is our time right now. That's right. <laughs> this, is, this is when we flourish. That's right. Uh, all right. Well, we'll be back next week, and mm-hmm. uh, thank you guys for listening. And uh, this was cool. Did you enjoy recording in Room B, or do you As miss Room A? My first time, and I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a different experience. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Talk to you guys later. That was another episode of Bet Your Act. We like to use this opportunity at the end of every episode to say some thank yous to people that we really couldn't be doing this without. Uh, Tyler, Vince, Connor, Timmy Nebraska, KCO, Flint, Corey Collins. We appreciate all you guys tremendously. Tremendously. Okay? And even more tremendously, we appreciate you for listening. If it wasn't for your ears, what are we really doing? Talk to you guys next time.